Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for round one of the Michael Block Challenge. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. KP, good day to you, sir. And a good day to you, Rick. Uh, I'm glad we we renamed uh, one of the premier events on the PGA Tour. Um, it is it is Michael Block's world. I've got I've got some takes. I'm ready to just fire them off. All right. Well, yeah, I figured I could just change one guy's name for another guy's name and probably probably get away with it. Um, do, like, do you want to just start with the Michael Block stuff? Like, should we just like jump right into this? Yes, we should. All right. Michael Block, the viral sensation from the PGA Championship Club Pro out of Mission Viejo, uh, gets a sponsor's invite into the Charles Schwab Challenge. And it was not his day, Kyle. 11 over 81. Uh, which includes three double bogeys on 15, 16, and 18. I think that for most of us, uh, looking at the amount of obligations and media and everything that went into his last, I don't know, 90 hours, this was pretty much the most likely outcome. Yeah, it was. There there are so many different interesting facets to this story, right? And I think everybody wants when, whenever something like this happens, everybody wants a piece of it, you know, like podcasts and shows and t- he was on Good Morning America and like all these different things. He did Pat McAfee. He did like literally everything everywhere. All, all of it. Yeah. And this isn't really anybody's fault, right? Because shows like this one or others are incentivized to um, draw attention and somebody like Michael block is incentivized to capitulate to that attention, right? The, there, there's the incentives of the modern media landscape are such that this is the natural sort of overflow of a good story. The, the unintended consequence is that it is one exhausting for everyone because we have to keep up this like, charade that we still all and and he has to keep up the charade that this is like it, it's just tiring to keep it up for that long right and then two the one of the unintended consequences is you get into a situation like he did on wednesday where he says hey if i hit it like rory i'd be the best player in the world which it's very easy to just kind of torch him for that Guess what, Rick? You and I would say something equally ridiculous if we were doing 30 interviews in three days. Right. Right? Like, it, 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 I mean, first of all, if you if you were that good that if you hit it like Rory, you'd be the number one player in the world, you'd be Zach Johnson. Right. Right. If you were world-class from fairway through green, 
you'd be Webb Simpson. Yeah, you'd be a lot of guys. Yeah. You'd be Luke Don. You know, I mean, we can, we can go down the list. But Michael Block outdrove Zach Johnson. I, I sent this tweet out on Thursday. Nobody understood it, but <laughs> it took Michael me, Block took me a second to put the name together. <laughs> he outdrove Zach Johnson last week. Guess what Zach Johnson has done? Won twelve times on the PGA Tour. Won at St Andrews. Won Augusta National. Right. So the the, the statement about Rory is just preposterous but i i think the bigger thing is it, it's not even really his fault like i i don't you're gonna say something that is like i mean how he's talked more than we have over the last week oh by a mile and you're gonna say something ridiculous it just is like i i'm grateful for the modern media landscape because it's one of the reasons that you and i have these jobs right like we wouldn't have these jobs necessarily if this was 40 years ago or 50 years ago I mean, maybe we would, but it would have taken a lot longer. And like, the, there's like so many, there's a huge butterfly effect there. But I think the like um, downside of it is what we're seeing with Michael Block this week. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? Because you get a guy who gets thrust into a moment, whether he wants it or not. And like you said, it's kind of obligated to do like, like everyone knows this is like a 15 minute situation. So he's got to say yes to everything. I would. Yep. And yep. Then you have to back it up with your game at some point, right? And unfortunately, well, well but like, what's the end to that? There to is you? no end to it. the The end is he is actually the only good ending for him is he is actually an elite player who becomes a PGA Tour professional, <laughs> which, which which is so unlikely based on the mounting evidence that we have seen not only from him but from like thousands of others. Uh, in similar situations, unfortunately, that's the only end point. The, the more likely ending is he plays this event. He plays the RBC Canadian. We replay the hole in one at next year's PGA championship. And that is like, that's it. It off into the sunset. And I hope that he uh, puts the money in the bank like that. That's well, the, the natural thing. Here. What money though? Like who's who's pay, who's oh, like paying him? Well, let's see. He's got the 250k from the PGA Championship. He's right. He's, okay, earned like, it. Yeah, yeah. loaded up on all these sponsors, which I'm sure are there are a couple sponsors out there on the, on him that right now that I'm I would assume he got six figures for. So I think that he is probably in the last week. I don't think it would be outrageous to say he has made five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and maybe like the extent of it over the course of time is a million dollars. Right. That now, now he he might go do, he might write a book. He might the PGA of America <laughs> might invite him to speak at great yeah. seminars, right? Like yes, it might be a lifetime million dollar thing. That's and that's great. He he, I, I think that the the thing that sucks is like he had the week of a lifetime, right? He kept saying that it was true. We, we everybody saw it. We were there. He experienced it, Rory. The whole the whole thing. It was it was like a dream. But now he's going to experience this sort of, and probably already is experiencing this sort of backlash that it just leaves a sour taste for everybody. And again, I I don't know what the answer is. He's incentivized to do this. I, I think it's a little bit like I don't know if gross is the right word, but everybody is just so. And this is one of my, you do a great job actually of not doing this. Everybody's so obsessed with like the, the being in the moment and trying to capitalize and like ride these waves and all this different nonsense. And it's like, 
man, how about you just build a brand over a long period of time? If I'm one of these brands that's like trying to glom on to Michael Block, right. how about like instead of trying to just cash in on the flavor of the month or like get, or like um, use him to to like better your brand, try to build something for the long term and not just for like the next week. That that's I think that's the part that that irritates me the most. And I think you've actually done a great job of that with rickrungood.com of like hey, I don't care about this week or the next 2 weeks or the next month. I care about the next 10 years. Right. And I think what we're seeing is like a bunch of entities and organizations that care about the next two days and aren't even thinking about the next five weeks or, you know, seven months. Sorry, that's a rant. No, that's okay, And and you're right. And these and these these entities who are, you know, globbing on are now I mean, in three weeks, they'll be looking for the next whatever that next thing. Yeah. Right. Which is. Yeah. And sorry, one of my kids just got hit in the face on the trampoline. Is it good? Do we need a. Oh, we need, do we need, do we need dad out there? <laughs> no, no, they did need dad on Tuesday though, which is why I missed the one and done. I apologize for that. It was a worthy, worthy miss. I'm, I'm fine with it. Would you have, uh, who would you have put in? I don't even know who I have left. <laughs> have I picked Max? Maybe Max. Michael Block. I don't know if you've picked Max. <laughs> uh, we, we... I'm, I'm taking, I, I am doing this. I'm taking Brooks for the US Open. I'm, I'm back. I'm a, I'm, I, I'm sure you guys talked like PGA sort of recap on Tuesday, but just I, his ability, his, his will at major championships and it, and it went away, right? It went away for a year. He was bad last year and the Netflix episode, like, again, keep dunking on me for all that stuff. But like, it was a real thing, you know, and for him to bounce back from that is, truly extraordinary like he he is he is an extraordinary major championship player and i doubted for a while and i i everybody says this about tiger like i'll never doubt again i i think i'm there with brooks right now at major championships yeah at least at major <laughs> sure uh other uh that's certainly something you no, no need to doubt moving forward um long day coming to an end here at colonial we have i believe what looks like one group still left out on the golf course but it was a quick and fast start we'll just run through a couple of these quickly here kp austin smotherman three under 67 but it was well more entertaining than that out in 29 in in 38 you add it up it's a 67 we had him on 58 watch maybe we should have had him on 68 watch well, he almost pulled off what is my favorite sort of weird golf nuance, which is no no nines in the 30s, like when you go 29, 40. Uh, I think that's so sick. It's it's like it's like shooting your first round in the 60s and your second round in the 80s. We might get that from Michael Block, except other way around. Uh, yeah, so it, I mean, the front nine was insane. Uh, two, what is that? Three fours. Were your were your three worst scores, which is just a joke. Uh, but then, kind of, kind of came back to the, to earth there on, on the second nine. Our defending champion Sam Burns cards himself a three under sixty seven. Which, by the way, since the scoring average was over par, that's that's good enough to get you inside the top ten. Currently, T seven for Sam Burns and the rest of the three unders. It's been kind of just a weird stretch. Uh, the the driver fails testing at Riviera. He wins the match play, but then he hasn't played well recently goes back to a spot that he won at last year. Like I no idea what to expect from this guy over the next three rounds. 
You know, one thing I've been thinking about that we haven't talked about is it's got to be, it's got to, like, this is sort of a JT and Spieth take. It's got to be kind of hard for Sam Burns that one of his best friends is the number one player in the world and winning everything, right? Like, that sounds cool. And I think it's cool if you don't play golf, but if you're also competing against that person and, like, if you're, if you're, if you're one of your close friends is winning the Masters and the players, but you don't play golf, like, that is cool. But if you're also competing against him and like struggling with the complication or the complexity of like friendship, but also competition, like that's got to be a kind of a hard thing that maybe we don't give enough credit to when it when it comes to Sam Burns. I mean, they they stay together a lot on the road and imagine just like every night for dinner. It's like the, this guy beat you by two shots. And you're like, oh, my God. My well, God. not only that, but he leads the. Yeah. And he leads the event. Right. right. Every I mean, when we'll get to Scheffler, but that's yeah that would be i mean it's kind of like when we stay together and you just dunk <laughs> on on my uh on my segments like your segments are so much better and it's like ah, oh, we got to do this again you know so I, i'm dealing with it fine yeah you'll you'll survive no hard <laughs> uh a 367 was good enough for that man scotty scheffler as well stop me if you've heard this before Eighth off the tee, 23rd on approach, 39th around the green, and he lost strokes with the flat stick 61st there. Scotty did uh, Scotty things again, again, all he does. It, it's it's outrageous. I, I just wrote this uh, in my kind of recap of the first round, uh, if I can find it. His finishes this year, I know we've talked about this, but I'm just going to read them to you. He's played, he's he said he's got 10 starts this year. So he finished second at the Hero World Challenge at the end of last year, and he has 10 starts since then. T7 at Kapalua. T, excuse me, T11 at uh, Palm Springs. First at Phoenix, one Phoenix. T12 at Bay Hill. That's his worst finish of the year. It's a joke. Elevated event, Bay Hill. It's a joke. Won the players, fourth at match play. T10 at the Masters, putted like you could have putted better than he did at the Masters. Uh, T11 at RBC Heritage, T5 at the Byron Nelson, T2 at the PGA Championship. What are we doing, man? Like, this is crazy. And I don't even know that it's getting the recognition that uh, that it deserves. It, the, the crazy part is there's really no sign of it ever slowing down, right? Like, it's just... Well, and get to talk to Patrick about that. Yeah, well, Patrick, Patrick needs an eye transplant at this point. <laughs> Have you seen the, the Mr. Beast video where he cures people of like their eye disease? That's I what Patrick him, needs. All Twitter hated him for that. Well, sure, they hate him for everything, but that's what Patrick he he yeah. needs to be one of those patients. We'll get Mr. Beast on the line and see if we can get uh, a special a special cure for Patrick because the 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 way he does it has been so consistent. The bad rounds are great and the good rounds could be better i i just until we start seeing something there's just no reason to think this is going to stop anytime soon no i mean you bet on this for maybe longer than anybody of like yeah this is just what it is and and that's that's honestly how i felt about john rom for ever like yeah man this is just what it is i, I don't know what to tell you like it's not it's not changing you know and um and it will change at some point. I think the the thing about these guys is like, okay, um, 
how long can you do this? Because the two guys that have really done it for a decade or a decade and a half are DJ and Rory, right? Like th- those guys have, have sort of just played at this sort type of level for over a decade, which is just historically incredible. And can Scheffler do it for a decade? I think that's really my question. It's not like, is this a heater? Like a like a Morikawa two major heater, it's like yo, is this a decade long endeavor? Because with Rom, we're 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 getting close to being a decade, and I I'm sort of feeling the same type of thing about Scheffler too. Yeah, I completely agree. Let's see how long he can keep it going. For speaking of keeping it going, Harry Hall, my goodness, Harry Hall three shots clear of the rest of the field, eight under sixty two. Uh, I believe we just got everybody in the club. No, we still got that same group out on the golf course. So this will change a little bit, but no matter what, he's going to gain over eight strokes to the field. It is going to be the single best round of Harry Hall's career on any tour. And uh, he will enter Friday, multiple shots clear of everybody else. Yeah. British Bryson. There you go. Did you hear somebody asked him afterwards if the, if he felt a kinship with uh, Ben Hogan, cause he was wearing the hat or something. And he was like, well, or I think they asked him, like, did you have success because you're wearing the Ben Hogan hat, which is hilarious. Um, And he said, well, maybe somebody else should wear it on Friday and we can see, like, if it's just like good luck here. And you're like, maybe we should just go back to the Michael Block content. I don't know. I hope they didn't ask him uh, whether or not he has a kinship, because let me see here. I'm trying to look at this. I'm pretty sure. I get the Hogan had died before Harry Hall was born. Well, so. they, no, no, no. They didn't mean like a like a okay. They just a literal. Like- <laughs> okay, here's the here's the question. You're wearing the Ben Hogan hat. Obviously, Mr. Hogan made that famous back in the day. One here five times. Is there any karma? So karma. Sorry, between the hat and Mr. Hogan, or is that just one of those things? I think it's just one of those things, probably. Uh, listen, like this screams regression to the mean, right? Four strokes gained putting. He's got horses surrounding him. He has two top tens this year. One's at Puerto Rico. One's at Mexico. Great round, but it's, you know, Kazuki Higa had a great nine holes at the PGA Championship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Harry, you've done some good work, but you're going to have to keep doing some good work, bud, because you're not going to gain four strokes with the flat stick uh, on on Friday. A couple notables out of the early wave. Ricky Fowler, two under par, uh, and Jordan Spieth, two over par. Just one circle on the card for Mr. Spieth, who uh, is has been historically great around Colonial. Yeah. Uh, did you see the injury thing on Thursday or on uh, maybe Wednesday? Was this where he said that the doctor said he should withdraw at any sign of. Yeah. He, yeah. So he, he, he said that he injured his wrist, picking his kid up or, or, or putting him down or something. There's a lot of, which, yeah, which I was kind of like, I, I had heard, and I'm not doubting that, but I had heard some talk about how this was not like a, the, it became this like, oh, like what was the moment this happened? And the talk that I heard was like, it was kind of like lingering and maybe got worse with the kid or something like that. But should he be playing right now? I guess that's sort of my question is I know he wants to play the the DFW events, but U.S. Open's coming up. 
the open championship, which he's always like top three or four guy. Feels like a take time off situation, but I, I don't I know. The whole uh I thought the whole injury thing's been fishy from the start. I'm opening an investigation into that. Oh, okay. Yeah. The other thing is though, I don't know. I mean, he gained he was like he drove it awesome at Oak Hill and he was a big gainer on approach today. Like if he if it's really painful, he's striking it pretty well. Yeah. Maybe that's what he needed. Maybe he needs something to take his mind off of everything else. He can just think. Oh, about he definitely. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. I don't know if this is the right thing, but that's that's an evergreen statement. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's chat about the afternoon wave. But first, we are going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. I'll admit, not much really happened in the afternoon. The, the morning guys uh, had certainly the better the better run of it. Harris English shot a 65 out of the final group. He's three shots off the lead. So just to kind of recap this, it's Harry Holiday and under. Harris English at five under. Everybody else, including Tom Hoagie, Adam Shank, Andrew Putnam, Robbie Shelton at four under par. And then those big names, Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler at three under. Let's talk about Max Homa. He's also sitting there at three under par. It was a pretty eventful 67. He had six birdies offset by three bogeys and went uh 35 32 to complete his 67 yeah i mean it's a good bounce back from a disappointing pga right and i i think i think what's interesting here rick is you know is is homa the sort of inverse kepka where he is going to play really well at, at PGA tour events and then struggle at major championships, or is he just sort of building toward that major championship contention? You know, because I think that, I think this, this year, not to turn a one round at the Charles Schwab into like an existential conversation about Max Homa at majors, but I don't know, like this year and next year, it's kind of like, Hey, we got to like, you got to, make some noise, you know, at, at the majors and he just hasn't. And so it's, it's, I don't know if this week, I don't know if his like, like what if he wins this week? Is that an indictment on him at the majors or is it just like he rebounded from last week? Um, it's a good question. Both. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it's either both, maybe both or neither. Right. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that, I think the major thing is becoming an issue. A thing. Yeah. Uh, which I I'm generally slower to to start saying it's a thing, but it, he hasn't even really contended, right? Like I always go back to, oh my gosh, it took Rom until his twentieth to win one, but it's like 
Yeah, yeah but, but he was he at least had some like top fives and I know like Max hasn't even sniffed like the first page. I think uh Finau also he he played bad today at at uh at Colonial, but I mean what like are you I don't know. I, like Finau's like my favorite guy on tour, so this is not a personal thing, but his major record is almost going it's almost like uh, inversely correlated to his uh, PGA tour record, right? Where he was contending at majors five, six years ago, but he wasn't winning on the tour. Now he's winning on the tour and not contending at majors, which is, I know they're not related, but it sometimes has felt like they are. Bizarro Brooks is what that is. Yeah. Tough, tough scene for Victor, who I think a lot of people around the industry thought there might be a major championship hangover where you get in the mix of things, uh, obviously late. I mean, literally till the 70th hole. And then you've got to turn right around, reset and go play colonial. And Victor went out and shot a, a one over 71, which, which is really three quarters of a shot shot worse than uh, worse than field average. He started to get it going. Made birdies on 14 and 15, but he gave them both back with a double bogey on 16. So Victor's Victor's got a little bit of work to do to make sure he gets through the cut line. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, last week was awesome. I, I wrote about him on Monday, and I'm uh, I'm all the way in. He, he really has showed me, just over the last year, I mean, we, we've been talking about, we, we talk about this all the time, and we've actually been talking about it a lot today, but there's a difference in playing majors, and Victor is, like, learning how to do that I think the phrase we used last week was in real time and that's fun to watch, right? Like it's been really cool to see him do the work, step up and compete, like really compete at major championships. And uh, I think he could win one of the next two. I really do. So I, I'm not, this week is like meaningless to me because of what he did last week. Uh, but you, I mean, obviously want to see him make the cut and, and contend a little bit. Yeah, so I imagine his schedule looks like this week, Memorial, off week in Canada, LACC, I imagine, is what the schedule for... I mean, this is a jacked up portion of the schedule. Is Memorial next week? Yeah. So we're, we're going to the U.S. Open in two... Wait, one, two, three weeks. Not yet. Less, not, less than three weeks. Not next week and not the week after, but the week after that. The U.S. Open starts three weeks from today. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Why that, that feels fast? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Play ten majors. Um, I had something else I want to say about that, but I do not. Oh, I just realized today, and I didn't even realize it. Armina said it to me. It's called the memorial because they have it Memorial Day week, right? Yeah, to hit a fade, you just fade it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? Like, yes, I never, I never thought about that. Oh my God. Here's the problem. Can I, is it it because we don't have the Labor Day Invitational? (laughs) I always thought, you know what? I always thought I was like, because it was like the memorial and it was associated with Jack. I was like, well, Jack's not dead. That's weird. Right. Like you'd think it'd be like the Jack Nicholas Memorial Tournament. So I thought like, that's what it was. I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of stuff in golf that I'm an idiot about that I don't know. This is one thing that I did know. 
Oh, the Labor Day. Yeah. The other- they would be weird. I mean, one of the problems is they can't they can't really move the tournament, right? right. That is a, all this huge all this scheduling and they can't move it. The yeah, the other, the other in my defense, I have not worked like an office job in a while. So like I don't really even know when the holidays. Yeah. Are. Like I don't get the Mondays off or whatever, so I don't even know when the holidays are. So in my defense, that's why I did not know when Memorial. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like when when it's President's Day, I'm like, no idea, no clue. Columbus Day, any of it? it, it it's but M- Memorial Day, I I did know. All right, well, <laughs> I learned something new every single. There's somebody out there listening who didn't know that. Um, let's see the betting board, please, Mister Josh, and thank you kindly. Yeah, well, that that's about right. Scotty Scheffler, five <laughs> shots, five shots off the lead. The only guy in single digits plus 320 to win. And then Harry Hall, who is three clear of everybody else, 10 to 1. Max Home at 12. Harris English at 14. Sam Burns at 16. And a gaggle of others longer than that. Um, I mean, just how many Scotty going to win by? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Uh, English and Siwoo are my non Scotty picks here. I, I think. Harris played great on Thursday. He's been playing better of late. And then Siwoo is, uh, Siwoo is terrifying. Like he's just always capable of running off 66, 66 and being in the mix. So he made like three birdies in a row, stepped up on a par three and literally almost dunked it like his. And I was like, oh my God, here we go. He's just going to yeah. pull off. That's his, in a row. that's his deal. And then he'll snap a putter and you're like, oh. <laughs> then he has to play 15 holes, put 15 holes with his three wood. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, it might Siwoo might have been the original Jordan Speed experience. Oh my god, Siwoo is an experience. Um, I, I mean, listen, uh, Scotty Scheffler is probably gonna win this thing, and he's almost the same odds as if he was like before the tournament started and he just did the exact Scotty Scheffler blueprint. But uh, the other one that I asked Josh to get me odds on would be uh, Justin Rose, he's 35 to one. Rose was second from T to green, he lost three strokes putting. That's that's pretty unlikely. He was great everywhere else. He's been playing good golf. He is only, he's at one under. So he's two behind Scotty and seven behind Harry Hall, but he's like three behind the real lead. Yeah. And he's 35 to one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he played great last week, right? And he's been pretty darn good this year. Yeah. Like, it's sort of uh, like the lesser Jason Day, I would say. But Jason Day has been the best former major winner getting it back, playing like he used to. And Rose, if, if not for Jason Day, I think we'd be talking more about Justin Rose. Justin Rose is probably going to be on the Ryder Cup team. Uh, yeah, he's going to have to be. Well, that yes. Yeah, that's true. Running out of guys over there. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think I got my block stuff out. Uh, PGA Brooks stuff. Um, who do you think's gonna win the U.S. Open? I, I mean, Brooks. I, I mean, I he's lost to one guy the first two majors, and he nearly won three U.S. Opens in a row. Who do you think's gonna win the U.S. Open? Scotty. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if it, 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 it honestly, like if, if Scotty Rom or Brooks didn't win it, like if it was somebody other than those three, 
I would be flabbergasted at this point. Right? Uh, yes, which is crazy to think about and say, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Brooks, it is. Brooks is a major championship killer. And John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler have been by far, by far, the best players in the world. Yeah, and, and I don't even know who's third. I did have a I did have a Rory realization on Monday, and this is this ties into Brooks. I think that I was reading back through some of Rory stuff. I was thinking about I wrote about this on CBSSports.com, but the Rory thing, everybody loves to talk about. Oh, Rory, that like Rory needs to do this. He needs to do that. I think one of Rory's biggest problems right now is he doesn't he doesn't trust that his stuff mm. is good enough to uh, be in it on Sunday at a major, which sound, that sounds like a dumb thing for me to say, but you listen to him talk about it and you watch him play. And it's like, I think sometimes he, he, he cares so much about his place in history and winning majors and all these different things. Sometimes it feels like he's trying to win the tournament on every other sh shot. Right. right? And I think Brooks is so like wrapped up in his own, like, like with his own thing. And Scotty's actually pretty good at this too, that he just trusts that his, his stuff is, is going to be good enough to either win or come pretty stinking close at majors. And there's some like, I think lack of self-awareness in there that is helpful for him that is maybe not helpful for some other guys, but I just, I had that sort of light bulb moment about Rory that I'm like, he doesn't, there, there was a quote that he had. Uh, I don't know if you saw it after the tournament, but he, I think he was talking about at the masters. He's like, I go on Friday, I say I'm 10 down to Brooks at the, at Augusta and you just sort of crumble. And it's like, yeah, because right now, at least right now, I'm not saying this always, but he doesn't trust that, Rory McIlroy's game, his stuff, his best stuff is good enough over 72 holes. And the reality is that it is like it, it is, but he doesn't trust it. And I think mentally he kind of works himself into some knots there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the point being that uh, the championship is played over 72. But if you look up at 25 and see your 10 down and start putting foot on pedal and start trying to force things, that opens up a lot of bad outcomes when really if you were just taking your two strokes better than the field every single round and hope to be in it on Sunday that's it and Brooks can do that because he sits there and says well I've got my stuff and these dorks can't comp compete with me so I'm just going to do my thing I'm not looking around I'm just going to keep playing golf which is half the battle at majors right how many how many times have we seen guys just kick stuff away because they can't they're they're there's there's so much noise at majors you we both experience it players definitely experience it and to stay in your own little world it takes some i think arrogance at times it takes some like selfishness certainly and for brooks that stuff comes pretty naturally i think and for other guys maybe rory it doesn't I think and i think that to, i think it's hard to fake that too right like it's hard to just be like okay well i'm just going to convince myself that well that's yeah that's what rory said right where he's like being a killer is is exhausting for me yeah he he almost does he almost has like a 
I think he has a harder natural disposition for majors to overcome than than somebody like Brooks does. And I think Scotty, uh, Scotty uh, Brooks deserves a lot of credit for that. Scotty does too, because Scotty, uh, he's not like Brooks, but he has like conditioned himself to be very in the moment and trust that after, I mean, we saw this at the PGA, he played himself out of it and he played himself right back in it. Yep. And he, I think he trusts, especially right now that over 72 holes, my best or, or not even my best, but, but Scotty Scheffler stuff is good enough. He separates and, himself from outcome very well and just hits the next shot. And Rory does not. Yeah. Because he cares about history. I mean, it's, it comes from a good place. Right. It, it just doesn't always – it's not always helpful at majors or ever. But definitely not at majors. <laughs> but definitely not at majors. Because that's where he gets the most like historically and mentally wound up. Well, guess what? Another shot at it in three weeks in LA. Can't wait. All right. We'll be back Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night to recap everything all Charles Schwab challenge and anything else that pops up in the meantime. Big thanks. Producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter available on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.